I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. I, you know, I brag from time to time about how I, I go running after the show sometimes to clear my mind and keep my body strong and my, uh, my air in my lungs and all that. Yeah, well, when I do that, uh, oftentimes what I'm listening to is uh, music, or uh, oftentimes I'll listen to uh, Jeff Kaplan's afternoon news, see what he's covering. I will also dedicate a bit of time to listening to uh, podcasts. In particular, right now, I'm listening to a podcast uh, called Hope in Darkness. You know it. Uh, I'm sure you've heard of it. We've talked about it many times on this radio program, and it is the story of Josh Holt and his wife who were imprisoned in Venezuela for a long time, and it was a nearly Herculean effort required to uh, get them out of that Venezuelan prison and ultimately back here uh, to their home in the United States, here in the state of Utah. Well, episode six is out now, and joining me, the host of Hope and Darkness, is Becky Bruce, a colleague of mine. Becky, how are you? Doing great, Lee. How are you doing? I'm all right. Uh, I'm all right. I'm sorry that we're having to connect here over the phone because of this stinking coronavirus, but soon enough we'll be back in studio together and we can high-five each other if that's ever allowed again. Uh, Oh, that's an air five for now. That'll work for me. Uh, So you've got episode six coming out. Well, first off, how's the reception been so far? How is it as these episodes have rolled out for you? Yeah, it's it's been super weird for me because I'm used to being kind of on the other side of the mic. So I got to tell you just straight up that that's very strange for me to begin with. But um, people have been really receptive, I think, for the most part. Um, I'm, I'm hearing from people that, you know, we've uncovered some details that they just didn't know about this story. They thought they knew it, but they really didn't. And that's that tells me that we've done a good job. Outstanding. Uh, this episode, episode six, will will focus primarily on Josh Holt's mother. I have uh, some clips from to, from this episode six that talk about her. Uh, she's described by her husband and elected officials here in the state as someone who really bears much of the responsibility for ultimately extracting Josh and his wife from that prison. Yeah. Uh, here is. Uh, Jason Holt, Josh Holt's dad, talking about how the family found help in very unexpected places. In this instance, they had an inside connection to Josh in prison even before they were able to talk to him on the phone for the first time because of a woman met, a woman Josh met when he served his mission in Everett, Washington. We got to hold this one lady when they all found out. You know, it been a month, it been a couple months, and her cousin ended up being a guard in the prison Josh was being held at. But this lady in in Washington paid for his, he had stomach cancer, and she funded his treatment. And so besides being cousin, he kind of owed her. And so we um, got information from him from inside the prison that nobody, the, the embassy couldn't get, nobody else could get. So that's absolutely fascinating. That's Jason Holt. And uh, as I mentioned, much of the emphasis of this episode is on uh, Lori Holt. Uh, mother of Josh. Here is Jason talking about how uh, much Lori Holt grew over those 23 months while Josh was in prison. Here talking about how putting Lori out there was a strategy, but then it turned out she was pretty good at it. 
emotions play a big part in media. And so we thought it'd be best to put her front and center, you know, put the, the crying mom, let's tug on the heartstrings. And that worked for a while. But then after that, she just knew her stuff. So, Becky, tell me, uh, at, at one point, members of Utah's federal delegation got involved. What did that look like, and how? Uh, what did they have to say about uh, Josh's mom, Lori? Yeah, I think it would be pretty safe to say that, that she directly impacted their own personal lives. Um, every single person that I spoke to in the course of getting this podcast put together pointed to Lori Holt as the driving force behind really getting Josh's freedom. And there's another person you're going to meet later on that I also think was incredibly important, uh, and I don't want to lose sight of that. But the the point that pretty much everybody on board said was, look, if she hadn't been so determined, so dogged, so driven to make sure that nobody forgot her son's story, we might not be talking about it today in the way that we are. We might still be fighting for his freedom. Um, Mia Love became very, very close friends with Lori Holt, so much so that uh, she told me um, Lori knew that if she called her personal cell phone number at any time, day or night, even if she was on the House floor voting, she would step out and take the call. Um, Senator Hatch and Josh had this amazing conversation that we recorded um, where both of them sort of choked up remembering what an amazing person Lori Holt was. Uh, Senator Hatch said, you know, we should all have a mom like Lori Holt. And that's a that's pretty high praise. Yeah, absolutely. Here, in fact, is Senator Hatch talking about how much he admired and respected Lori Holt. You were really, you were really blessed. I, I was smiling about your mom and her tenacity. She never gave up. She was the true mama bear. And I miss her now that she has passed. I think of her often. We all could use a mother like that, let me tell you. And you mentioned uh, former Representative Mia Love coming to be a, a personal friend of Lori Holt. Here's a bit of your episode, episode six of Hope and Darkness, where Mia Love speaks about Lori. Lori Holt um, was scary to me, in a sense. I, I want to explain what that means. Is that most of these situations, you look at them and you think, um, you know, this couldn't happen to me. This is not something that can happen to me. This happens to other people. But Lori Holt was... Uh, in essence, the, the mother next door, you know, this, this hardworking, involved mother, um, active in the uh, church um, of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. She was just this ordinary mom that all of a sudden is fighting for the life of her son. And it was scary to me because instead of me saying, oh, you know, that could, you know these are things that happen, to other people because of situations, I found myself um, saying that that can happen to me also. This is an important podcast you put together here, Becky. I'm proud of you, and I'm proud to, to be your coworker. Tell me where folks can, uh, where they can download this podcast. Yeah, if you're a podcast expert like Lee, uh, anywhere that you listen to podcasts, you just search for Hope and Darkness. It'll pop right up. It's absolutely free. There are six episodes, so um, you can start at the beginning and binge all six. If you're new to it, I get that. You can go to kslnewsradio.com, and there's a link right there for you that'll walk you through it. Perfect. Uh, Becky Bruce, thank you so much. Episode six of Hope and Darkness out now. Uh, we're going to take a break here in just a moment. When we return, uh, we're going to share with you some 
some new financial figures which are emerging from the Republican race for governor. You know, we're just a few short days away from the deadline. You have until June 30th to mail in your ballot, as we all here in Utah are uh, voting by mail this year. Uh, you have until June 30th, but there is no reason to delay. You, you sit down, pull out the, the ballot you have there, fill it out, sign it, and get it in the mail. We're going to rock the vote from home this year, along with everyone else here at KSL News Radio. What we know now is how much the candidates have spent on advertising, specifically the four Republicans seeking the party's nomination to go up against uh, the Democrat challenger in the race for governor. So we're going to look at that, and I want to ask you how much, if you're able to somehow analyze the impact of advertising, specifically political advertising, on your voting behavior. We'll do kind of an informal study. I'd love to hear from you. The text line is 575 Zero, zero. It's the Utah Community Credit Union text line 57500. I'd love to hear some of your thoughts on the effectiveness of political advertising, regardless of where you consume it. You know, maybe you see a, a television ad or you hear on this radio station, even this radio program, an advertisement, or maybe you encounter your ads on social media or YouTube or such like that. Do they sway you? Do you rely on them for information? Or do you dig a little deeper? I'd love to hear from you. Again, 57500, Utah Community Credit Union text line. Next break, we're, we're going to take a break now. And when we come back, we're going to look at candidate spending in the race for the governor's mansion on the Republican side here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.